you are listening to the voice of Kaysen Watson, singing the title track of his latest album, Lemonade. Kaysen is a rising singer-songwriter based in Atlanta, Georgia. We are excited to share his story with you, and we hope you enjoy this very special episode. Hey, so welcome to GCA Hootworthy. We are stoked to have another Hootworthy story coming at you. Uh, this is going to be an alumni story. So please tell us your first name and when you graduated GCA. My name is Kaysen and I graduated GCA in 2015. 2015. Wow. So you've been out of the game for a, a little while. Uh, yeah. are, are you, did, did you go to uh, college? Have you been in a trade? You've been working? What did you do after GCA before we get into the story? Yeah, so I actually, um, I went to a two-year ministerial college uh, and did that for a little while. Now I'm actually working, kind of balancing part-time ministry and then doing a little bit of, you know, what we're going to talk about with the music career stuff going on. Mm, right on. So you know what, jump into it because we want to hear about it, this Hootworthy thing you recently released, this music album that you're talking about. Tell me more about it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the basic idea of the album was, I don't know if anybody listening to this has ever seen 500 Days of Summer, but it's one of my favorite movies. Mm, and, seen it, love it. It's great. Right? Great yep. movie. I don't know if you remember, but at the beginning of the movie, there's this narrator who has this beautiful, like deep voice. And he, he just says mm -hmm. like, this isn't, this is a story, something to the effect of this is a story of Boy Meets Girl, but it's not a love story. Mm -hmm. And I felt enamored by that. And mm -hmm. so I thought, you know, between that and some personal experiences and that kind of thing, I want to make an album that tells a story about love, but mm -hmm. it's not a love story. Mm -hmm. So if you actually listen to the album from beginning to end, it tells a linear story of love. Right on. But it's not a, an album about love, though. Exactly. exactly. Okay. So that's, that's so cool. So who produced this, Kaysen? So that's actually, well, you answered the question, actually. Who produced this? Kaysen. Kaysen um, did. Yeah, so it was a, a long, there's one song on the album called With You, which was produced by uh, John Poole. He's a really great friend of mine, incredible producer. Um, but at the after we finished that one, we kind of realized like we were just thinking different things about the album. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to try to learn to produce myself. Uh, this was my first attempt at producing. Right and on. I think the consensus seems to be it turned out pretty well. Um, yeah. I, did a lot of research. Uh, Charlie Puth has a production course, so I learned a lot from that guy, and he seems to know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, I guess I've, you know, he's done a few songs that did pretty well, I suppose. He seems so, to be okay. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. So 
you produced it. That's that's pretty neat. And so, who played the instruments, Kason? You know, was this a uh, a one man show? Uh, did did you play everything? Uh, sing everything? Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So when it comes to instrumentation, I sort of played everything. So I did, but um, not in the sense of wow, Kason can play fifty million instruments. Mm. I just, I can play guitar mostly, and then I have a little MIDI keyboard, which I can play the notes on there, and then whatever instrument I want it to be in my computer, it'll play those notes as if it's that instrument, even though I'm really just playing a piano. Ah. So they hear the drums, and it's like a snare going, but that's actually me on a piano just going, but the, but the, but like. <laughs> <laughs> wow, but, Okay. Yeah, and uh, even the there's a song called Passenger Seat that has a saxophone outro, and that is played on the piano. <laughs> nice. Wow. Well, now your secret's out. I mean, this is kind of like the magician giving away his trick. Yeah. Now we now we know, Casey. You yeah. heard it here, folks. Who were the? Just get a keyboard and a computer. You can play any instrument you want to. And so that's, that's pretty neat. So you, uh, so you wrote all these songs, you did the, um, uh, what, what is that called? The arrangement? You, you did all that and you, you did all the lyrics. This was all you. Um, so yes, but also no, um, because it, not to get all like artist cliche or anything like that, but I'm, I don't ever believe that I just create the songs. I really believe that like, songs just exist and different artists find them mm. um mm. not to sound like a pretentious weirdo or anything no no like no we're, we're getting deep we're getting deep i love it yeah when you get into like any art like i think i don't think van gogh just like created starry night i think it was partially him and then he pulled it out of something like mm. his mm. art is it's almost art is like distorted photography you're just showing the rest of the world the way you view the world mm. so yeah. to me Yes, I wrote the lyrics, but I only wrote them based on my experiences with life and other people. So there's mm. so many people and so many experiences that contributed to the songs. I, I don't ever feel like I should just say, oh, yeah, I, I did all of this because mm. I couldn't have done it without people that have been in my life. Even, you know, there's there's a reference on one of the songs to the Paper Kites, which is a band I really like. Mm. And if they didn't exist, then that wouldn't be there. If somebody hadn't introduced me to them, then that wouldn't be there. Mm. So yes, I wrote it, but it wouldn't exist in what it is without them, without the people that recommended me them. Yeah. Uh, that's just one example. Like what about yeah. even so uh, Miss Blanda who works for GCA, she was my yeah. teacher growing up, all the oh, books wow. she had to read and stuff like that. Mm. I wouldn't be the writer I am without, the books that I read in GCA. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love, I love that. That's great. It's like you, um, you don't create the music, you discover the music, Yes, you know, so that, that, that makes sense. That's cool. So talking a little bit about the, um, the album and these sorts of things. So how many songs did you have on the album? There are, so technically there's 10. I tell people there's nine and a half. Okay. Uh, because there's one song that's about, a minute long and it's just a reprise where basically I took a chorus 
from it's called wild daisies reprise and there's a song earlier on the album called wild daisies mm. and since it kind of like i said the album tells a linear love story basically i took this really happy upbeat love song and then i kind of changed the lyrics and made it super slow and sounds like it's going through an old radio oh cool and kind of sad and yeah. it's like a, the chorus of that with the lyrics slightly different as a reprise so it's kind of showing that um almost de-evolution of the love like how it has changed since that original song so i don't count that as a full song so i say yeah. there's a half i can i can respect that i can understand that that makes sense and what would you call this music genre if you had to give it a uh, a genre what what is this album oh no don't ask me that question that's so tough uh, come on you got to you know we are doing tough questions here on hoot worthy Tough hard questions. hitting yes hard very hard hitting yeah but i uh, so i generally say it's kind of an indie folk or singer songwriter um mm. to me it's easier to compare it to other artists because i it it's kind of like um the paradise valley era john mayer um mm, that's so funny that you said john mayer because i didn't want to insult you or uh apply an artist that you wouldn't want but I listened to a few songs and I was thinking in my head, this is totally John Mayer. And, oh. but you said it, so I didn't have to say it. That's what I thought. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. Like I was like, this had, this guy has John Mayer vibes case okay, so for, for sure. I will take that all day. He's doing pretty well for himself. Yeah, um, no, he is. And, uh, Early John Mayer, though. I, I don't know if John Mayer's kind of changed. I haven't really followed him since, but I'm talking like early John Mayer, for sure. I was no, like, say early John Mayer. Yeah. How early, like late 90s or like the waiting on the world to change slow dancing? Because he's been around so long early that's, in his life. That, that's a good point. Yeah, no, the, uh, the thing before or right around Heartbreak Warfare, I would say. Okay. Like that that kind of-esque, you know? um but but like body is a wonderland that was him right yes like kind of kind of kind of around kind of around there so so the the this is cool so i'm glad that i kind of i, I didn't peg you for the the wrong artist here and so how long did you work how long did you work on the album casey oh boy um the majority of the hard work was done over the past or not the past but the six to eight months before the album was released like the actual mm. recording and that kind of thing mm. um but the first song i wrote over two years before the album released in like august of 2018 and it just released october 8th of this year i'm sorry oh, wow. uh, 2019 um so it's been a long process because i'm a perfectionist to a fault and i if there's a song that i'm like Nah, I don't, I don't, I'm not absolutely in love with this. Mm. I, I'm not going to put it out. So mm. in order to get 10 songs that I loved enough to trust to put on the album, that took about two years. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Because I'm one of those people that like, if I go shopping, I'm trying on the shirt. And if I don't love the shirt, I'm not spending money on it. Like sure. I just, whatever you're, whatever it is, like yeah. you should love it. Yeah, if it doesn't, what they what is that? What that lady say? Spark joy. If it's not yeah. sparking joy, you're exactly. not wearing it. You're not doing it. The song's not sparking joy. So, 
Um, how, how long uh, have you been playing then, Kaysen? If this album took, uh, you know, two years, how long have you been playing instruments? How long have you been like writing music or lyrics? Have you always kind of been messing around with the lyrics and music stuff? Or is it, is that something you grew into? Did you start with the instruments first? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. I didn't start formally writing songs until maybe 15 or 16, I guess, like mm-hmm. sophomore sophomore year probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe maybe freshman year, somewhere around there. But mm-hmm. I remember like probably seven or eight years old, Mother's Day, writing my mom a poem. And that was like mm-hmm. my gift for her for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And I've just always, like I used to write poetry when I was nine and I thought I was little Mr. Sophisticated. I remember, <laughs> you know, not mm-hmm. I'm trying not trying to personally attack any of our students, but like I middle school, I was that kid reading Edgar Allan Poe, and I like they taught me the Raven, and I was like, "This is me. I, <laughs> I am edgy." Um, sure. So that's you. You're probably gonna grow out of it. I'm sorry, guy, but like or girl in middle school, you're probably gonna grow out of your Edgar Allan Poe phase. Quote mm. the Raven: "You will be Edgar Allan Poe nevermore." You know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, so I probably wrote before I played instruments. And then when I was about 14, I was a big baseball guy. Like, I played baseball my whole life. Uh, yeah. repping, repping the Braves here on the – Absolutely. They just uh, did something, right? Something pretty yeah. big, I hear. May have won the biggest championship in baseball or something. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but so I, I played baseball my whole life pretty much until uh, when I was about 14, I quit. And then since I ate, slept, and breathed baseball, since mm-hmm. I wasn't doing it anymore, I had a ton of free time. Uh, and my brother, uh, he actually used to play guitar, and he still does a little bit. But so he, we had guitars laying around, and it was really just kind of uh, a, this seems, I might as well learn guitar. Like, I have nothing better to do. And <laughs> our youth group at church needed a, a bassist, and I was like, I'll just learn guitar and bass so I have a reason. Because all my homeschooled peeps, they're not homeschooled anymore, GCA. Yeah. Uh, I homeschooled before I joined GCA, but everybody who does school at home knows if you can find an excuse to get out of the house, you take it. So <laughs> right. I was uh, I was like, man, if I learn if I learn bass and guitar, my brother and my mom will have to take me to church early so that I can practice with the band. And then I'll, uh, I'll get more time out of the house. There you go. So. I learned, uh, that's why I learned guitar. I was about 14. There you go. Well, well, you've, you've gotten pretty good there since then. You hadn't been playing super long and you're sitting here with an album produced. Thank you. I try. Um, I really, I know this sounds corny since we're on the GCA podcast, but I kind of have to attribute that a little bit to, uh, GCA because I never had guitar lessons ever. Mm. Um, wow. But because I did GCA, I had learned, oh, I can just learn things online. And so Uh, I just went to YouTube and started learning guitar the same way, you know, we have, like, I dissected a virtual frog in ninth grade. (laughs) Yeah. Like, GCA taught me, like, you know, all you need is self-discipline. You're, you don't have somebody to guide your hand the whole time like you do maybe in a brick and mortar. Yeah. So learning that self-discipline and learning to learn things online is actually what allowed me to learn guitar the way that I did. Hmm. That's awesome. No, that, yeah, being a uh, self-starter, you know, 
you, you kind of got to be able to do that when you're learning online being self-directed. Uh, well, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty great. So changing um, direction a little bit here. So, uh, do you ever play live case have you played any of these songs live or is it all uh, just on your album and you? Oh, no, so yeah, I, um, I gotta stop. I answer every question with, so yeah, uh, <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, it's, yes, I do play live. I did actually a release show on the day the album released at because coffee in Dawsonville, Benny and my GC, a peeps are in Dawsonville. Cool. Uh, Doug, they have great coffee. It's a good, great place to do your schoolwork or something. Uh, cool. Really cool place. Um, I'm actually trying to branch out more. Um, I want to play. My goal right now is Eddie's Attic in Atlanta before the first quarter of next year. Um, okay. But so I want Eddie is listening. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Eddie's listening. I don't even know if it's who Eddie is. So cool. You got plans here. So what are your other plans then? Are you, are you working on another album or you're trying to get this live thing going? What are your kind of future, future plans, Kaysen, with this thing? Right. With this music always stuff? working. There's always something. I mean, my friends get annoyed, honestly, because I will be doing something and they'll send me a text or maybe they'll just make a comment. And I'll be like, oh, that would make a good song. And I'll just start writing in the middle of the conversation. There you so, go. Uh, like literally one of my friends the other day was complaining about uh, like a, a romantic situation and she said something and I was like oh I'm gonna write a song about that sorry there you go <laughs> but it's just so I'm always working I am right now um, I'm doing a little it'll probably release early next year but I'm doing a little four to five song acoustic EP uh, based on um, long story short it's based on my grandpa and his life and the legacy that he left behind mm. do a little a mm. uh, very intimate just me on an acoustic guitar kind of thing mm. uh to kind of honor him and in memory of him so that's that'll be coming early next year i'm really excited about that one it's going to be yeah. different um yeah not as much instrumentation mm. but i i want to really let uh the songs kind of just show themselves and be yeah. very stripped back yeah that's awesome and express yourself a bit and that's that's great. So you're talking about doing these little things and uh, a couple different projects you're working on. So what everybody wants to know, as they've been listening, they're like, man, where can I go to hear this album? Uh, where, where can people go to get in touch with you, follow you, kind of stay in touch with this music, this thing you're working on? It's coming out in January. Uh, what's the info they need, Kaysen? Right. So um, my... I'm on all streaming services, all like iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Apple mm. Music, all that good stuff. Uh, you can just search Kaysen Watson, C-A-S-E-N Watson, like Sherlock Holmes. Um, mm. yep. The album is called Lemonade. Lemonade. And, I, yeah. why, why didn't I ask that? I can't believe I didn't ask that. Lemonade. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, we got there. You didn't have yeah, to. We, we did get there. Thank yeah. you um so the album's called lemonade and um my i mainly use instagram that's my main social okay just at case p watson case um, p watson here i wrote it i wrote it down so you can there you, uh, there, there you go there it is yeah. at case p watson yeah there it is right on now we don't even need a graphic you know uh, where did uh, uh where did lemonade come from the, the the name okay so that's actually 
like the most wholesome weird story uh have you you, you've seen avengers endgame probably or yeah 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 yeah. i've heard of it yeah right so i was with this girl at the time and it was about the time that movie came out and we were talking about uh and this a friend girl friend girl sure Uh, we were we were talking about that movie introduces this concept of like branch realities with time Uh travel yeah where somebody made a different decision yeah entirely new reality yeah Uh, and so we were walking outside of a shopping center one day and this guy had a lemonade stand Mm. and we're walking out and this guy says like hey son if you buy her lemonade today she'll marry you and you'll be so happy (laughs) um it was so corny and we just laughed and walked on but we we had hope from that point on because it was right after we saw avengers we were like oh you know there's a lemonade reality somewhere where i bought you lemonade and we got married yep there (laughs) is um, there is the the running joke for us and there's a song on the album called lemonade and it's all about like in some other world this is how things would be oh wow so that's where the album came from that concept of you know what this is how things turned out but they could have been different this is yeah made Um, yeah and that's that's so relevant because a lot of people do think about that stuff the the what if and those sorts of things kind of go down the rabbit hole of different decisions that we can make butterfly effect sort of thing. But um, uh, thanks for sharing your story with us. And this, this is an incredible uh, testament to kind of GCA and alumni and how, you know, you, you were with us and it kind of um, sparked this whole singer songwriter thing. And here you are uh, six years later, five or six years later, producing your own album and very, very cool stuff pursuing music. And so, uh, any shout outs you want to give before you head out, Casey? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as my stuff, go listen to it. Stream all of it, please. Yeah. But yeah. This, so, uh, like I said, Miss Blanda is a legend. Mm. And mom, uh, Michelle, leads all the all the stuff. She's she's a amazing human being. Yeah, she she works for us. What, what's her title? Do you know? She's up there. I know she does all the family engagement stuff. Yeah, yeah, taking uh, care of the family engagement for us. They've changed over the past few years. She's worked there. They've changed the title so many times. <laughs> yes, I know it was like. Uh, it's true. Yeah, I don't even. They've changed it so many times. It's true. Yes, I can't keep track anymore. Uh, Plus, me may not want people to know. She may. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's okay. We got we got note cards to keep track of all okay. the different acronyms. So thanks. Thanks, Miss Blanda. Thanks, mom. Who who else? Who else you got for us? I mean, I'm trying to think of, are we talking GCA or just in general? Anybody, anybody you want to shout out before you head out? I would like to personally thank John Mayer for being great. Mm. (laughs) Good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Shout out to you for Mm. having me here for GCA for having me here. Mm. Uh, Great. You're doing a swell job. Thank you. You're doing, I'm just thankful for you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you giving us a hoot worthy story to cover Kaysen. And we can't wait to see your meteoric rise and uh, playing live and all these selling all these albums. Y'all go listen to Kaysen's album Lemonade on any streaming service, YouTube, hit him up on Instagram, Kaysen P. Watson. Thanks. Thanks, Kaysen. Absolutely, thank you.
Thanks for listening to GCA Hootworthy. Do you have a story about a Georgia Cyber Academy champion rising up, aiming high, and soaring? Let us know at georgiacyber.org forward slash Hootworthy. And make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with our latest content.